You're listening to Kidding Ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Brian. This show is about our journey to parenthood through adoption. Welcome back. Take two. Take two. We say that because we, just a few minutes ago, finished recording this episode, and we went to stop the recording, and logic crashed. (sighs) Apple, if you're listening, sponsor us. Not cool. Not cool, but also sponsor us, please. So we'll try to do it exactly like it happened before. Word for word. You won't even know. Literally, you'll never know if we don't. <laughs> Literally. So, welcome to, to our house, our living room again. Oh yeah. We're recording from the living room. Very cozy. We're glad to be back in it. We've just been traveling. So, sir, first day back. Glad to be back in central time zone. Yep, back in the central time zone. We are back with Watson. So you'll probably hear some jingling. (laughs) Where were we? Well, we went to New York for four days. New York City. The Big Apple. New York. The Big Easy. The Windy City. Nope. The City of Brotherly Love. Nope. Again, you're just saying Green Bay, Wisconsin. Titles now. We were in New York. It was definitely New York. And it was so cool. It was a blast. So we're going to talk about that trip. We're going to talk about today our individual interviews that we had last week. And we'll talk about maybe some like travel goals being that we won't be able to plan as many longer travels in the coming months. Exactly. So let's start with our individual interviews. They happened almost exactly a week ago. Yep. Last Monday. Our agency's offices. And neither of us really knew what to expect going into it. Nope. Um, I mean, I had like kind of a thought that it would be, you know, just a lot of question and answer. And that's kind of what our home study was like, too. So that is exactly what it was. Basically, she started from where we were born and we just worked our way up through the entire history of our lives. Yeah. Literally, where were you born? Where'd you move after that? Okay, where'd you go to where'd you go to kindergarten? And what were your memories from those times? Like what were your memories before kindergarten? What memories do you have from during elementary school? And she was pretty confused by my schooling. Um <laughs> why is that? Because I I guess the way that our school district did it was just kind of funky. I don't know why they did it, but I went to primary school for kinder and first grade. Like in England? Well, that is what they call it, but that's their elementary. So Went to primary school? It was called, I went to a primary school. That was what it was titled. And then uphill from that was the elementary school. And like I, literally or like figuratively uphill? Literally up the hill from that lower campus was the upper campus. And it was second and third grade. And then I went... After third grade, I went to middle school for fourth, what was supposed to be fourth through sixth grade. And I, they ended up adding a year because they were like shuffling around the schools at that point. So I ended up staying in middle school from fourth to seventh grade. 
Then I went to junior high for one year for eighth grade. And then after that, I did the standard four years of high school. I think she's right to be confused. That's weird. (laughs) It was pretty weird. (laughs) I mean, it was normal to me, but I liked it. I, I liked having that one year as just the eighth grade class all in this whole big school. And I think after that, they made all the middle schools, like the place I went to junior high turned into a middle school and the place I went to middle school was still a middle school, but they had like changed the grade levels again. So I'm sure now it's more standardized. Probably so. My my childhood education experience was kindergarten through fifth grade was elementary school. Middle school or junior high was sixth through eighth grade. And then high school was ninth through 12th grade. And that was it. That sounds pretty standard. And with the exception of just moving to a different part of the school district and having to go to a different school, it was the same across the board. In fact, before I met Emily, I had never heard of anybody having that or anything besides K through five, six through eight, ninth through twelfth. Yeah. I and guess I, I never really thought about it. And as a fourth grader, going to school with seventh graders, I would have been terrified. As a fifth grader, I thought that sixth graders were like grown adults. I think they only added seventh grade while I was there. Or maybe they shifted it and moved fourth grade out and added seventh grade. I don't know. Somehow I wound up there four years if anybody else has any interesting childhood education timelines please feel free to drop us a line please do kidding ourselves podcast at gmail.com or on instagram at kidding ourselves podcast we'd love to hear about your weird school stuff we would i love weird school stuff so dibs on that band name (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) um Anyway, so we talked through our schools, like all the way up through after high school. What were your relationships with your parents like during high school and after high school? Where'd you move after school? Did you go to college? Um, you know, basically all the, all of the details you could ever want to know. And, um, the, and then some. And then some up till now. So, yeah. our, so our, when, when we met each other, when we got married, when we moved to Nashville and kind of where we are. Yeah. So really, it, it felt kind of like our initial home study meeting, which was just confirming the information that we had already provided. So they're just kind of like double checking. And I think the the purpose of it really is just to kind of identify and address any unresolved trauma in you know in our lives, because adoption inherently can be traumatic, you know, to a to a certain degree for the adoptive for the adopted child because eventually, you know, they will learn they were adopted. Um, and we plan, you know, early and often to start talking about adoption. But a lot of kids, when they find out that they are adopted, they have a lot of questions about, you know, where did I come from? Why didn't I grow inside of your tummy, mommy? And things like that. And so uh, I think they want to make sure that we are as <laughs> trauma-less <laughs> as possible before yeah. going into, you know, this experience where, we will be parents. They just want to make sure that you've dealt with your trauma and have the capacity to help someone else through their trauma. Exactly. So, um, I think now our files should be pretty complete with lots of information. So we'll make sure to never say our agency name so no one can find out about us. (laughs) Only what we want to tell you. That's exactly right. We'll paint you a real pretty picture, but that's it. 
Um, so that was the individual interviews. I went first and I think, well, mine was definitely longer, but I think part of that was she was pressed for time by the time she got to you. Part of that was that she had gotten a lot of questions answered from me by talking about our relationship and where we met and why we moved and all of that stuff. So, um, one thing we forgot to mention though, is that when we got there, we had to fill out a form about like family history of mental illness, drug use, like our own, like all answers to all those questions. All the juicy stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, ours isn't very juicy, thankfully, but, (laughs) um, so we had to like Mark, there was a column for self and a column for spouse and you kind of like were just checking boxes and then we went into the interview. So, um, it was not awkward at all. And I really like the way it's structured because it's not just like, so tell me about your childhood because that's just so vague. Um, and so I like being directed with questions. Yeah. I, I think subconsciously I was almost expecting like a polygraph, you know, getting into the FBI type situation where it's like, you know, real intensive, but it was, it was really quite pleasant. I, I think by this point in time, they have decided whether or not they want to work with us, whether or not they think that we should be parents. Yeah. So far, I think we're, we're like a 4.0 GPA. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I never had a 4.0. Well, welcome to the big leagues, babe. Thanks. Um, so that was part two of the three parts that we mentioned last time we recorded. So, um, part one was that home study, the safety check, and then these individual interviews. And next we'll have an interview together. So again, not entirely sure what that's going to look like, but it seems like it's going to be pretty breezy from what we've gathered through these others. And we're hoping to get that scheduled by the end of April. So we've got a little bit of travel between now and then, and so hopefully we'll find a date that works for everybody. And the goal is that we will be done with the home study process by the end of April. Yeah. And she had originally kind of quoted us the end of March, and I think we said that on a previous episode, but that was, I don't know if she misspoke or we, um, we just didn't get everything scheduled in the proper time to make that happen, but it's a lot of hurry up and wait at this point. So it really doesn't matter. We're not too concerned about that. I think initially I was like, let's get all this out of the way and just get to waiting. And now, you know, I just know that the no two or three week time period is going to really make or break the situation for us. Definitely. So So a, a part of the home study process getting completed in our minds is that technically, once we're placed, or rather once we're available to be placed with a child, um, we don't necessarily feel like, well, let me back up a little bit. Once we are available for placement, it is possible, however improbable, but it's possible that we could get a call the next day. There's a kiddo for you right now. That never happens, though. I mean, it is it's theoretically, theoretically possible. possible. <laughs> Exactly. But we're not going to count on that. Those are called sky babies, by the way. Like they fell out of the sky. Like, like the stork dropped them. Like Sky Mall. <laughs> um, Sharper you image. You can't order them from Sky Mall, but. It... Hamaka Schlemmer. 
I don't know what that is. No, it's just German for sharper image, I'm convinced. Did you just make that up? Nope. Oh. It's in an episode of The Office. Okay. So if anything, Rain Wilson made it up. <laughs> okay. Shout out to NBC. Sponsor us. Anyway. The... So the point of saying that is we kind of feel like once we are available for placement that we shouldn't really plan on taking you know any long trips. Typically the way that we plan travel together is that we... We decide to go somewhere, we book it, you know, months out, we take care of travel and lodging and whatever else, research on, you know, what to do and where to eat and all that stuff. We typically do that a pretty decent amount of time in advance, but we feel like with this process, we shouldn't plan on doing something because who knows what's going to happen. You know, we'd hate to to plan for a really cool trip um, and then have to like scramble to get things changed because of, you know we got placed. Yeah. Plus we're trying to save pretty much all our money. And so that's the more responsible reason. That is the main reason probably (laughs) that we won't do it. But, um, we did have the trip we just took already pretty much bought and paid for. So we just went ahead and followed through with that. And that trip was so dope. It was really fun. Yeah. It's the New York trip in case you're wondering (laughs) about what trip we're talking about. Those, so, those globetrotting coxes, where'd they go this time? So we, the whole trip came about because I had gotten, well, I read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child last fall, maybe. And then I decided I want to see this on Broadway. Well, actually in London, but I figured the chances of going and seeing it in London were much slimmer than going and seeing it on Broadway. And at the time, it was probably only like six months new, roughly, on Broadway. So still pretty popular. I mean, even to this day, crazy popular and hard to get tickets to. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a script for a play. It is not written like J.K. Rowling's other books, where it is a you know traditional fiction novel told from you know whatever perspective. It is straight up the script. And so, interestingly enough, I'm a really big Harry Potter fan and didn't really ever have any desire to read it because I thought, I don't really think I'm going to get into that. And then I read other things and it just kind of fell between the cracks and I didn't really give it a second thought. But one day... One day... Emily is at the... No, sorry. <laughs> she's not at the gym. I'm at the gym. <laughs> she's being responsible and she's at work. <laughs> looking up harry potter tickets responsible very responsible yeah and but first i should say that i got on this on their email list and with that comes the like notifications of new ticket releases and they release them in these like monthly or not monthly like several months at a time blocks and so i knew like at the start of that period would be the best time to get tickets and so I was researching that because I had gotten an email reminder like they're open get your tickets now so so go for it so you did (laughs) so I did but the whole time I was texting Brian who was at the gym I'm at the gym not Emily me and my like my watch kept buzzing like text alert text alert I I, I was on the elliptical wasn't gonna be on it for very long 
You just ignored me. Well, I said, I'll just check it in a second because I was getting close to the end of my workout. I'll check it when I'm done. Before I can finish, Emily calls me and she says, hey, so um, I just bought tickets to go see Harry Potter in New York in March. So we need to plan a trip there. <laughs> Surprise. And I said, well, great. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then I we hung up and I look at my phone and I've got this string of text messages. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All caps. There are tickets for Harry Potter that are super cheap. And I just found out about it. Should I get some? Should I get some? Should I get? Okay. I'm, I'm going to get them. I, I got them. We're going to New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, the reason I was in such a hurry is because... It was only two hours, maybe, or less than two hours after they opened ticket sales. And a lot of them were already sold out on those lower ranges. And so the lowest range is $20 per ticket. And it's per part, per person. Which is insane. That is insane. For a top tier, like, theatrical production in New York. So I was thinking if we could get $20 tickets, that would be awesome and the only way that we could really feasibly do it and or that or like the subsequent lower levels. And so I got in there and I was all stressed out trying to get the cheap tickets and there were only certain dates we could get them. And so I got the $40 tickets and you pay per part. Which is still insane. Yeah, it really is. So um, the next tier up was like somewhere closer to a hundred and then it only went up from there. And again, that's per part per person. Yeah. So it really adds up fast. So we spent total what some people spent on one, one person or one part or one part. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. So, so it was worth it and we planned a trip around it and I'm and we sorry used all that of our points I'm crazy. To, to, to get there and <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, thankfully we had, I mean, we're always kind of collecting points for the next time we travel. And so we were able to book our flights with points. We are paying for most of our hotel with points. And um, it was very doable. And I'm really grateful we were able to make it happen. But now, that we're, now we're points play poor. play was awesome. It was. It was amazing. It was magical, if you will. Very magical. <laughs> I didn't know what exactly to expect because I'd only seen one other Broadway production and it was just not the same. Like I I wasn't sure how they would do the magic in Harry Potter. And I mean, what they did is unreal. I mean, Brian literally turned to me with his jaw dropped twice dur- during the first part, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was floored. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was incredible. So was I. I mean, some of the stuff they were doing, it was like it was like defying gravity. No, that's the other play I saw. Wicked. Well, it made me feel popular. <laughs> that's all I know about Wicked. I don't even know the popular reference. But anyway. Popular. So, War. we <clears throat> So, we Thoroughly enjoyed that. And I i mean, that was our first two nights in the city. And we spent a third night in the city and just got to do, you know, whatever. Because we didn't have any solid plans. And we ended up at the best, I'm convinced, the best Italian restaurant in New York. 
Oh, hands down. Best one we've ever eaten at in America. It was in uh, The Village. Have you ever heard of it? I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> and we like waited an hour and a half to get in because we we always tried to make reservations because we knew that was more of a thing here or there. Um, but anywhere. anywhere, yeah. And we I think when we tried, it was like either 545 or 915. And so we just decided to risk it. And got on the list. And then thankfully they have like a texting system. So we were able to go walk around the village and explore while Brian was getting very hangry. <laughs> I was just so disappointed. The first place we tried to go, we like walk in. There's this tiny little space to be in. And the host could not care less who was in front of him. And so people were just like cutting in line. And then he's like, yeah, it's going to be two hours. We're just like. That's ridiculous. So we waited an hour and a half, like normal people. Yeah, much eat, better. But I'm so glad we did. We had uh, this delicious kale salad with like apples and dried cherries, and walnuts. Like smoked risotto, lemon cream sauce. Not risotto, ricotta. Excuse me. Like I said, smoked ricotta, lemon cream, like dressing. It was such a good dressing. I've got risotto on the brain because yeah. we also had... Fried risotto. Arancini. Which is fried risotto balls with pesto and fontina cheese with a fried basil leaf on top. It was magnificent. Those were pretty good. And we had the world's best Brussels sprouts. I'm the world's best. Like, I have never, I love Brussels sprouts, but I've never enjoyed them that much. So, all you people out there, Nashville restaurants, other restaurants making Brussels sprouts, put lemon juice on them. Fresh cracked black pepper and lemon juice, homie. It really made it so good. That's all you need. You're going to slap and those Brussels sprouts with some spices. Unfortunately, the when we were originally ordering, the the server was like, um, that's a pretty light order. Do you want to add something else to it? And we were thinking, because we had already ordered one pasta. And so we were thinking like, I mean, we usually are wait and see kind of people because I don't want to like, we didn't want leftovers and we didn't want to waste anything. Because we didn't want leftovers because we didn't have anywhere to put them because right. we were staying in a really cool shoebox. I mean, hotel in, in Midtown that was about 175 square feet. So hardly enough room for the two of us to exist at the same time in that space, much less a tiny to-go box. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need any anything else in that room. So we... Um, we went ahead and ordered the two pastas. Which yeah. ones were they? Orecchiette with sausage and pecorino. He's doing the hand motion in case uh, you were wondering. Yeah, yeah. If if my if my spot on Italian accent was not convincing enough, there's also a hand movement. Uh, yes, um, sausage and pecorino, and you know, fresh shaved, shaved, fresh shaved parmesan, <laughs> and then we also had a. a Garganelle with uh, this mushroom ragu that was so savory and rich. It it was almost like a meat sauce. It was incredible. Yeah. But for it all, was for veg vegetarians. For all the vegetarians out there who have told me mushrooms can be as hearty as eating meat, I've never agreed. But that was pretty close. Yeah. Like texture-wise, flavor-wise, they did a great job. And we, oh, I just wish we could have eaten there every day i wish i could have eaten more me too like i wish that i just could have had a stomach transplant in the <laughs> middle of the meal so that i could just keep going yeah but big big props to lartuzzi lartuzzi 
It was so good. If you're ever there, go. Make Molto reservation. Bene. Make a reservation. Yeah, make a reservation. We saw so many people coming and going because they walked in and this poor gal behind the host stand had to explain to them, well, it's a two-hour wait for the seat at the bar or our next table's available at 10.30. 10.30 p.m. for dinner. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, so many people walking in and walking right back out. And then we got seated at a table and it was dope. Yeah, it was really fun. Loved it. We, we were originally supposed to sit at the bar because that's the only place they really take walk-ins and we ended up or I guess they must have had a reservation cancellation so they put us at a table and it was great absolutely tight quarters but we made friends with the people next to us yeah and so in addition to seeing the play and eating at La Rattuzzi we went to Central Park and walked around for a while I thought Emily was about ready to strangle me (laughs) because it was cold and it was wet but we soldiered on. We saw all the cool outdoor stuff when it was not outdoor weather. Right. But we saw Bethesda Fountain and we saw... That uh, Belvedere Castle under construction. We tried to see Belvedere Castle. We saw some cool scaffolding. It was whatever. I <laughs> uh, saw some dope statues. The mall. Not like shopping. like The Central Park Mall. Yeah, like trees. Trees in a plaza. Yeah. We saw a loud group of children. Oh, yeah. They were fun. And ultimately, we made our way to the American Museum of Natural History. Yep. And it was awesome. It was. We ate hot dogs from a man in a cart. A woman. A woman in a cart on the street. She didn't even take our money. She just gave us hot dogs. No, she didn't. I'm just kidding. We bought them. But they were really good. <laughs> they, Yeah, they were okay. I mean, yeah. as good as a cart hot dog can be. I mean, Which, I, I wasn't wowed. I, I or challenge you to say that it's better than what you make at home because well, that it. Wait, I. It was really good. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. We rode the subway. We're basically subway experts now. So anybody has questions about New York, you know, just uh, just holler, DM us. We'll tell us. you how to search for it in Google. <laughs> Heck yeah! Because that's all we did. Because we can do that with the best of them. Well, I don't think I really have a culture capsule aside from our New York trip. Um, it was the first day of spring while we were in New York, which was exciting. My allergies were crazy. <laughs> so that was very obviously spring in New York. You forgot to do your sound. Oh, dang. Well, you made the drumming motion. So I didn't know if you meant like me playing drums or like this. I meant like that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So your culture capsule is the first day of spring. Basically. Props to spring. Love it. Welcome. Except you give Brian violent cough attacks and other yeah. s- wonderful maladies <laughs> that affect him mid-play on Broadway. and Basically, as soon as you stopped walking around a bunch and like sat down and were still... The coughing would start, and it was just fits. Yeah, coughing fits exactly. Just like it during the second half of the first part of the play, just like could not stop coughing. The second night, I wised up and took backup cough medicine in my pocket. He was loaded up, and I used it, and it was great. But I still coughed still a little coughed. bit, <laughs> but not as much as I would have. So, and I could like always feel when he was about to cough because. 
it just was the same every time and you know this like inhale and then and it just <laughs> yeah. yeah he's a very dramatic coffer that's unfair it's not it's not a choice <laughs> it's just part of who i am also there may or may not have been a couple of edits in this recording of the podcast to make sure that you guys didn't have to hear it yep you're welcome because it came back just for you so, yeah, I don't think I have a culture capsule either besides New York. I mean, the Cursed Child is a pretty good one. I mean... Big thumbs way up. <laughs> two big fat thumbs way up in there. Yeah, not the skinny ones, like the real ones. Yeah, the big fatties. So, we highly recommend it. You have to go. It's worth every penny. Plan a trip to New York today. Absolutely. I think that about wraps us up. I think so. So... As we mentioned before, we would love to hear from you guys. Please shoot us an email, kiddingourselvespodcast at gmail.com for any recommendations about stuff to talk about, any questions that you have for us, any questions you have that we should ask other people that we intend to interview in the future about adopting kids, about having kids, um, really anything. We'd love for this to be kind of a crowdsourced information gathering portion of our podcast and um, hopefully get to answer everyone's deepest darkest questions about this process you can also if you're if you're hip and you just don't want to email you can dm us on instagram at kidding ourselves podcast we can do that too yep and uh while we're on the subject of internet if you are enjoying the show and wouldn't mind leaving us a review on apple podcasts that would be awesome yeah holler at us on iTunes. And We've gotten the- a couple of reviews and we're very happy to read them and we would like to hear from more of you. And hopefully, um, I know a lot of you have been sharing our sh- um, show with people and we really appreciate that. And we hope that you'll continue to do that. And again, like this will be whatever you want it to be if you reach out with questions and um, thoughts. And But if you don't reach out, it'll be whatever we want it to be. <laughs> And it might just slowly devolve into talking about Watson the whole time. Yep. Which, you know, be pretty cute. Might be. Well, before we talk about Watson anymore, we're going to go and shut this down. Let's shut it down. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. See you next time. If you'd like to help bring our kiddo home, head over to adopttogether.org slash kidding ourselves. Our theme music is by honoraries and volunteers featuring Brian Cox on drums. Deep into the wild. Let's try that again.